Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Will with Schedule Fly, and I'm excited to have Amy Gellert on the phone today. She's in Oklahoma City. She is chef to cuisine for uh, Barrio's Fine Mexican Dishes, which is a part of a Good Egg Dining. And uh, that's a great group. If you've um, followed any of our stuff, listened to the podcast, or read our book, or um, followed our media, you've probably uh, heard me talk to Keith Paul before. He's um, He and his wife, Cohen, a Good Egg Dining group. Highly respected organization out in Oklahoma City. And uh, I was I was telling Amy when I asked Keith who some of his top people were that are great at what they do and love what they do and may enjoy sharing it, he immediately mentioned Amy's name. So um, she just got off a lunch rush and is kind enough to take some time with us today. So thank you, Amy. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So I always like to get started finding out how and when did you get dialed into hospitality in the first place all right years ago um i was about 16 years old and i had my very first restaurant job as a busser at a little steakhouse in punk city oklahoma my mother that was her second job my grandmother had worked there years ago so i was going to start at bussing tables and the very first night of my shift uh the chef walked out and the owner asked if I could cook and it was a three man line, um, a grill, a fryer, and then uh, a dishwasher. And I just jumped right in there. It was handwritten tickets. You ring the bell and the order was ready. And I just jumped in the hot seat and fell in love with it. And here I am probably about 20 years later. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Now, had you, I mean, had you cooked a lot? Like, did you grow up around uh, I grew up around cooking. Yeah. Yeah. My grandmother, I uh, grew up on a farm outside of a small town in Missouri, and uh, we cooked for a large family, and I was always in the kitchen with her. I'd rather be right in there making homemade bread, and we had uh, chickens and pigs and cows that we all processed on the farm, and so I learned a lot at a young age, and I always loved it, so when I was working at that steakhouse, it's like, you know, I want to do something that I love, that I never tire of. And it's become my passion and, and my livelihood. Um, I went to culinary school in Minneapolis, St. Paul to the Cordon Bleu. So I had some classical training. I uh, did an internship for the college program for Walt Disney. Okay. Uh, worked at the Grand Floridian uh, Resort there at a restaurant called Citrico's. Yeah. Um, that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we got to go to the parks for free every day. So on our days off, we outside of the kitchen, we were riding roller coasters. Oh, um, nice. And then I worked for a Roman butcher named Chef Filippo in Minneapolis. Um, he ran a restaurant called Osterio Inonis, and he was a Roman butcher. And so I got to brush up on my butchery skills and make fresh pa- pasta. And doing the fresh fish in the kitchen, you were the gnocchi maker so that you had really really good toned forearms because you had to make batches of gnocchi every day um but i learned a lot there but yeah that's just kind of a a brief history on how i got to where i am today well you okay so clearly i mean you know um it's you're it's fortunate that you figured this out early on so many people spend so much time trying to figure out what they really want to do or what what's meaningful to them and clearly that's meaningful to you and the fact that you stepped in there as a 16 year old who was coming to bust tables and started cooking is huge and um being willing to step into an you know a new or uncomfortable situation is uh 
a great skill set. Um, so, I, I mean, I applaud you, especially at that age. But although I bet you've probably had to do that in hospitality, there's probably been other times where you've had to do that, I imagine, over the years. Definitely. There's a, there's a book called Daring Greatly that um, hmm. I once read. And, and one of the main topics of that book is vulnerability. So, okay. And it being a positive thing and, and not something to fear. So that's kind of, you know, as a young adult, I think a lot of people experience that, you know, everybody once started at the bottom. So you once were vulnerable and you once didn't know how to do your job. So, um, thinking about it that way really helps, especially when you're training other employees to be like, you know, yeah, so-and-so is really great on the grill, but he wasn't always that great, you know? So everybody's got to start somewhere. Jump in there if you want to. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, that's a, it's a great, you know, it's, it, that's, it's an uncomfortable thing for a lot of people. Um, but when you, when you're able to have that mindset, you've, you've got to have, um, the confidence to do that. But my guess is the more you do that and the more you, the more you think that way and the more you do that, the more you realize it. All right, here's another situation. I'm not real comfortable. I don't really know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to jump in and it probably gets a little bit easier each time I would guess. Definitely. And I, in my latter years here uh, as a chef, I've really focused a lot on my people skills and, and managing and, and coaching. And the support is the biggest step. And every restaurant's different. And um, I've worked for a lot of different concepts and different companies. Um, but just trying to just know that to teach my employees that I support them, whether it's in the restaurant or outside, I'm there for them. If they need something to know that they can trust me. I respect them as a person and I'll help them. I'm never going to set them up for failure. And I try to just give them the best tools that they need to do their job so that they're happy when they're here. And I, and you get a lot of great outcome when you put in that effort, I feel. I agree. I agree. And I want to ask you about something because you did, I mean, you started at the, at the bottom. I mean, coming in there as a, as a busser, if you will. Um, but you've, probably done almost everything in a restaurant now. Um, and now, and you also went to culinary school. I'm, I'm curious, do you have folks, cause I hear this sometimes, Amy, not all the times, but I hear sometimes that folks these days, sometimes, you know, um, want to start higher up in the organization that maybe they probably are really ready for. Um, I'm curious if y'all see that any, and I'm curious if you, how much value you place on starting at, at the bottom of the rung, if you will, and why that's important. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of like a, a structure that was established years ago in, in, you know, France and the brigade system of like, you've got to always start at the bottom. But I think that if you've got the right mindset and a positive attitude that you come in here and, and you know, you might not have any experience, but I've hired people and I've not put them, you know, starting out in the dish pit, I've put them right on the line and, and they adapt and they're quick learners. And, you know, maybe that's easier for them to start out on a pantry station. So it's, but I'm always open for giving them the opportunity. Um, I, out of culinary school, most people times you graduate and the instructors or uh, career services aren't giving that clear direction of like, Hey, you, you just paid a lot of money for an education that you're going to graduate and probably make, you know, above minimum wage or, or at minimum wage um, for quite a while. I think that'd be important if we could, if, if schools would be more clear on that, like 
what the outcome is financially for a future in the culinary business. But also, too, if you set your mind to it, I mean, you can really, you're not going to make a lot of money, but <laughs> you can make ends meet. Well, it's an interesting thing I wanted to ask you about that because it is, I mean, I mean, education everywhere in, in every domain is, I mean, it's just becoming more and more expensive. And um, so when you invest that kind of time and money into culinary school, I can understand why you would expect to come out with a pretty lofty position and, you know, good income. Um, that can get challenging, I would imagine, for some folks. Definitely. We have a couple schools um, here in Oklahoma City and I've had some really good eggs come out of there, uh, that, but it's all about how invested the student is um, Yeah. in anything. I mean, if you're invested, you're going to make something out of it, but I think that it definitely is, in my opinion, a little overpriced. Um, I think that people could get more hands-on experience in this field for a lower rate or actually get paid for it. I think that that would be a better route to go. Well, I want to, I mean, yeah, you know, you have, I wanted to ask you, you, cause you have a unique perspective of having been to culinary school and you, so you've had that experience. So you've seen both sides, but you know, if you take what it costs nowadays, so both in the dollars you have to invest plus the time you're not working. Um, and then there's so many great folks out there today, like you that, you know, are doing a great job of teaching people. I mean, how, like if you could do it, now, would you still go to culinary school, do you think? Or do you think you'd, you'd try to go, you know, straight on and just, just learn by trial and error and, and work hard? It's probably a well, tough question to answer. I don't know. I mean, there is no right yeah. answer. but Well, thank you, Will, for that compliment. Um, I would think that if it would be affordable and within my um, my budget, if I could go back to school just to learn anything more, whether it be bus- the business side or, or anything more about what my – in my field, I think I would totally go back to school. Yeah. Um, one thing about being in uh, the restaurant industry is, is you don't have a lot of spare time. So yeah, uh, it would probably alter my current position. Um, I remember when I first started going to culinary school, I had never been to Minneapolis before in my life, but I, for some reason I was being, the universe was directing me towards the little cordon blue there. And, uh, I was 20 years old. Um, and it was, a really big step in my life and I just made the most out of my school. I uh, got a job at the Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory at the Mall of America. So I would take the light rail train down to the Mall of America, make all the fudge and the caramel apples every morning and then uh, go to school and then I had a night job. And I did that for two years. And uh, side note, I'm probably in a lot of scrapbooks overseas because uh, Minneapolis airport is an international airport and everybody would come from <laughs> the mall of America and I would be um, stirring all this fudge on top of this big granite slab with a huge window and people would take pictures of me every morning. That's hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> I was just trying to make it through school. This <laughs> is my part-time job. So, but I did what I had to do. And I also, you know, gained a lot of experience from that. Any, uh, young culinary students that have ever worked with me i've always tried to give them as much inspiration to say hey you know if you get a chance go work at a fish market you know even if it's just part-time a couple days a week so you can learn the different styles of fish and how to break them down and what's available and sustainable and just try to further your education any way you can yeah and if for you sure. get paid for it too that would, that would be really beneficial right that's right right um well so and how long have you been um with uh, a good egg dining, um, it'll be four years in April. Four years in April. Okay, tell me about the culture there. In the company. Yeah. 
so our our mission is extreme hospitality. So uh, we never really say no. Gotcha. That's kind of, uh, we always want to try to do what we can to give the guests what they like. Um, we want to leave a lasting impression on them. So like if I was to do orientation right now with someone coming in to work with the company, I would explain that, you know, our hospitality goes beyond our guests, that it goes, it goes to our staff, it goes to our vendors. So like just this morning we got a liquor delivery and a guy named John, he loves, uh, he loves to come here because he gets coffee. We give him a coffee and he likes sweet and low in it. And we've always got it, you know, ready for him. And he just, he says he always has a great day after he leaves here. So that's the kind of impression we want to leave on everybody and each other. Um, our company is growing uh, have almost 500 employees now. Yeah. Eight different concepts about to have a ninth one. And next year we're going to open a taco restaurant. But um, even with our management uh, across the board and other restaurants, we're all pretty close because, you know, we're living the same lifestyle. So we support each other. Um, it's really nice to, uh, you know, if you, if you're running low on something, you got another restaurant that it's not like, Oh, you didn't do your job right. And you didn't order properly. It's like, of course we have something you can use, you know, here's yeah. a coffee for you. Like it's a really, um, good environment to be in and it's, it's positive and it's ever changing and it's ever growing because the company's just getting larger or technology is always changing. Um, I can remember a couple years ago in the kitchen, we never used schedule fly because it was, we had to take the time to train our employees and a lot of them didn't speak English and, and, but we did it. I think they're moving mountains almost every month or every quarter. It seems like in this company because we're growing so much we got to adapt, but it's a great company to work for. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And you know, the, uh, I love the extreme hospitality, um, perspective because it's uh give there's a lot of competition out there nowadays isn't there i mean there's just a lot of good people doing really good work and uh consumers have a lot of a lot of choices so uh most definitely and the staff has a lot of choices staff too, has a lot know? of choices too yeah here in oklahoma city um so i've been back for almost seven years um from minneapolis and when i moved back it was like this is not you know it was two major cities together that had everything and I get back to Oklahoma city. It's like, Oh, it's not quite there yet. But in the last five years, it has grown immensely. And about every couple months, a new restaurants opening up, um, the food truck fetish just blew up. Um, I, when I first moved back, I got a job. I helped open a hot dog restaurant, um, something quick. I, I just wanted to be back closer to family and yeah. ended up becoming an executive sous chef for that company here in town. And we had three food trucks, a large catering department, and then four restaurants. And so seeing the amount of people that we needed to run the trucks on all these different events, it was, the market was pretty saturated for employees at that time. And a lot of people have gained more interest in the industry. Um, but at the same time, like you said, the economy is booming. Um, new restaurants opening up left and right. So it's really important to make sure that not only that were you know quality consistency and timing so like that you're hey amy hey uh folks i may have lost her so i'm gonna i'm gonna call her right back quality of your food and the morale of your employees Gotcha. I lost you there for a second, Amy. I'm glad I didn't lose you totally. Um, I, 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 Sorry. That's okay. That's all right. No, I'm glad I still have you. Um, well, so uh, 
Tell me about, um, you know, so taking care of the employees is something that I hear a lot of folks now. I mean, when you talk about extreme hospitality, you immediately think about the guests. But um, but you, when you're taking great care of the people that work with you and for you and genuinely investing into their success, that trickles down into the way they they treat your customers, doesn't it? Definitely. Definitely. Um, you know, there's a lot of times where it seems like there's a barrier between front of the house and back of the house. But one, like getting everybody on the same page and knowing that everybody is held to the same standard, um, especially when it comes to accountability, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. Uh, but also understanding that, you know, the servers might look back and be like, oh, man, the cooks have to work in that hot kitchen over the hot equipment, the hot grease. And they look back and respect that they see they have to deal with the guests on a daily basis. But um, treating them, you know, just with a smile and a greeting in the morning or, hey, we got I made breakfast for everybody. Sometimes on Sunday mornings, I'll, I'll cook breakfast for everyone. And it's just like you'd think that you would give them each $100 the way that it makes <laughs> <laughs> uh, But that's what it's all about. And a little bit of that goes a long way. And like you said, it, it is contagious um, and it spreads. No, absolutely. Absolutely. What do you, let me ask you this, just generally speaking, I mean, what gets you fired up the most about hospitality? I mean, you've been doing this a long time. It was clearly something you were meant to do. It comes natural to you. Um, but what do you enjoy the most about it? At the end of the day, like, what do you typically look back on and just makes you smile? Well, um, one of the reasons why I love working for Good Egg is because their beliefs and structural system is, is very similar to how I am as a person. Um, I like to take care of people. I like to help people. I like to make a difference and make them smile. And so I guess that gets me fired up to do that for a living and to let that, you know, for them to lead the way with that. But that's why I believe so much in it is because it's, it's part of who I am. And it's the closest thing that I've gotten in the culinary industry and all the years I've been doing this to pretty much be so similar to what I want if it was I was to run my restaurant, you know, I ah, would gotcha. want to everybody. Yeah. Well, listen, Amy, that's a. I mean, that's that's a good thing to find. That that sometimes can be hard to find um, somebody that you're a part of their thing, but they're aligned with what how you would do it. So um, that says a lot about uh, the folks that you know, Keith and his wife and the folks running that group, and uh, I congratulate you for finding that and by the way glad you're you know i'm sure minneapolis is great we you know i've, I've been in minneapolis uh that that's a it's a tough place to be in the winter time isn't it? <laughs> yeah well it, it it has its ups and downs i think that uh people up there just love to be outside so it's all seasons you know the the lake is frozen in the winter and so people are out there kiteboarding and snowboarding on the lake oh on the gosh. frozen lake and then summertime they're doing the same thing so they're really active and their culinary scene is just outrageous um and there's such a diverse culinary scene there i miss that but there's also looking here in oklahoma city there's it's really growing here and it's cool to be a part of it and see to see it grow and um i remember a couple of years ago when i worked for that last company you know and our food trucks were like one of the first ones so like i got to help be a part of that um and pioneer it towards the city um and the health department because you know it was something new to all of them they didn't know what regulations to set in place but it was already kind of happening so yeah um it was really cool to be a part of that and then to watch that grow and and most young kids that i talk to out of school that's something they want to do is get a food truck so 
I said, well, it's, it's not just about cooking great food on a truck. <laughs> you also have to be a mechanic and uh, yes, that's <laughs> right. Fire and run some propane lines. Yeah, it just it'll really test all of your skills. So <laughs> you are forced in those things to learn all kinds of things that have nothing to do with cooking and serving coming the the mechanics of those trucks and, and getting those things running and working right and having to figure it out yourself can be a, a job all, all all alone it sounds like well and that's i think any chef's position really not just with someone on a food truck because i had had a pipe dream once before that it would be great for a company or a culinary school to have um a, you know engineering or a mechanical class to talk about gas lines or changing a thermal couple on a fryer or you know yeah how to change fuses on certain things or electrical systems and if that was instowed in a lot of chefs um i think you could save some money in a restaurant down the line uh, time money headaches i mean all the yeah that's a great point because that stuff is i mean you're you're working that equipment hard day in and day out. So there's always yeah. things that are happening. So being a, yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. It really is. Um, well, listen, you, uh, were very kind to take some time to do this today. And I really appreciate it. And I appreciate the chance to serve y'all. I love your group. I love the organization. You are doing great work out there and you are certainly a, uh, a very well-respected organization in Oklahoma city. So, um, thank you very much for doing this and inspiring folks and educating folks that are listening and uh, just investing your time into this. I really appreciate it and I, I value that time. I know it's important, so I'll let you go, but I do truly appreciate you doing this. Well, thank you so much, Will. It, it was great to be a part of it and we appreciate you and Schedule Fly helps us every day to stay on track and remind us of birthdays and remind <laughs> us of where we're at and what day it is who we're supposed to be looking for. So thank you. Thank you for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're happy to serve. I appreciate it. Thank you for saying that. Um, I'll let you go, Amy. Uh, and, uh, if you ever need anything, you know where I'm at. Always happy to help. Back at you. Thank you so much. Will. have a great day. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.